Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us this morning. But before we get into the Word, let's take a minute and pray. Lord, we just thank you for today, and we thank you for your healing power, Lord, that causes those things that are broken to be whole, Lord. Nothing missing, Lord. Nothing is out of whack, Lord, but all things are working as they should, Lord. And I just thank you for your mercies that are new for us each and every morning, Lord, and the grace that you pour out on us, God. We thank you for the forgiveness that we have for our sins, Lord, through the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ, Lord. And we thank you for his blood making us white as snow, Lord, and giving us clean garments, Lord, that we may stand before you. So we just thank you for those things today. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We are excited to have you back with us as we continue our discussion on the Lord's house and our discussion on the linen curtains. If you have been blessed by teaching and preaching and the messages so far, we'd ask that you like uh, the episode, subscribe on any number of our platforms, and then share it with someone else so they too can be blessed. And everyone that hears the message can learn and grow and uh, I say grow spiritually in their relationship with Christ and in the knowledge of him. So, like I said, we are continuing our discussion on the linen curtains. So with that, can I get a volunteer to reread from Exodus 26, the first six verses? I will. All right, Charles. Moreover, you shall make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine woven linen and blue, purple, and scarlet thread. With artistic designs of cherubim, you shall weave them. The length of each curtain shall be 28 cubits and the width of each cubit, four cubit, each curtain, four cubits. And every one of the curtains shall have the same measurements. Five curtains shall be coupled to one another, and the other five curtains shall be coupled to one another. And you shall make loops of blue yarn on the edge of the curtain, on the selvage of one set. And likewise you shall do on the outer edge of the other set, other curtain of the second set. Fifty loops you shall make in the one curtain, and fifty loops you shall make on the edge of the curtain that is on the end of the second set, that the loops may be clasped to one another. And you shall make fifty clasps of gold, and couple the curtains together with the clasps, so that it may be one tabernacle. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. All right. So, in previous episode, we were discuss- discussing the cherubim. And I, I didn't misspeak um, on cherubim and seraphim. So we're going to clarify that and have a, let's say, take a slightly different turn and discuss angels. All right? Okay. So we have gone over 
cherubim, but we are going to, we're going to reread some of this, these scriptures, um, starting with them. All right. Um, can I get a volunteer to read from Ezekiel one? It's really the entirety of the chapter, but, um, a couple key points there. Um, Let's see, uh, starting in verse five and also going through verse 11. You stay. All right, promise. Go ahead, sir. Also from within it came from it within it came the likeness of four living creatures and there, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Each one had four faces, and each one had four wings. Their legs were straight, and the soles of their feet were like the soles of cow feet. They sparkled with the color of bur burnished bronze. The hands of a man were under their wings, on their four sides. Each of the four had faces and wings. Their wings touched one another. The creatures did not turn when they went, but each one went straight forward. As, the as for the likeness of their faces, each had the face of a man. Each had, a, each of the four had the face of a lion. On the right side, each of the four had the face on, of an ox. On the left side, and each of the four had the face of an eagle. Thus were their faces. Their wings stretched out upward. Two wings of each touched one another and one another. Two covered their bodies, and each one went straight forward. They went wherever the spirit wanted to go and they did not turn when they went mm -hmm. and can I also get you to read verses 23 and 24 please yes the likeness of, of the firmament above the heads of the living creatures was like the color of an awesome crystal stretched out over their heads and under the firmament their wings spread out straight one toward another each one had two which covered one side, and each one had two which covered the other side of the body. Mm -hmm. Amen. Now, could I also get you, sir, to turn to Ezekiel 10 and begin in, with verses uh, 1 through 5? Yes. And I look, and there in the f and I looked, and there in the firmament that was above the head of the cherubim, there appeared something like a sapphire stone, having the appearance of the likeness of a, th of a throne. Then he spoke to the man clothed with linen and said, Go in among the wheels, under the cherubim. Fill your hands with coals of fire from, above from among the cherubim and scatter them over the city. And he went in as I watched. Now the cherubim were standing on the south side of the temple when the man, when the man went in, and the cloud filled the inner court. Then the glory of the Lord went up from the cherubim and passed over the threshold of the temple. And the house was filled with the cloud, and the court was full of the brightness of the Lord's glory. And the sound of the wings of the cherubim were heard even in the outer court, like the voice of the Almighty God when he speaks. Mm -hmm. And can I also get you to read verses 8 through 20, please? Yes. The cherubim appeared to have the form of a man's hand under their wings. And when I looked, there were four wheels by the cherubim, 
one wheel by one cherubim and another wheel by each other cherubim. The wheels appeared to have the color of beryl stone. As for their appearance, all four looked alike, as it were, a wheel in the middle of a wheel. When they went, they went forward any of their four directions. They did not turn aside when they went, but followed the direction of the head that was facing. They did not turn aside when they went back, and their whole body with their back and their legs and their wings and the wheels that the four had were full of eyes all around. As for the wheels, they are called in my hearing, wheel. Each one had four faces. The first face was the face of a cherubim, the second face the face of a man, the third face of a lion, and the fourth the face of an eagle. And the cherubim were lifted up. This was the living creature saw by the river Sebar. When the cherubim went, the wheels went beside them, and when the cherubim lifted their wings to mount up from the earth, the same wheels did not turn aside from beside them. When the cherubim stood still, the wheels, the wheels stood still. When one was lifted up, the other lifted itself up, for the spirit of the living creatures was in them. Then the glory of the Lord departed from the threshold of the temple and stood over the cherubim. And the cherubim lifted their wings and mounted up from the earth in my sight. When they went out, the wheels were beside them, and they stood at the door of the east gate of the Lord's house, and the glory of the Lord of Israel was above them. This is the living creature I saw. Under the God of Israel by the river Sebar, and I knew that they are cherubim. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's the first one, uh, if you will. I'll say types of angels. His interesting description there. Ezekiel also calls them living creatures, right? Yes. Which uh, is referenced in other places in Scripture. Um. But it is interesting to note that, right? Um, yes. There is another category, and we kind of talked about this a little bit in the last one that's discussing seraphim. So can I get a volunteer to read in Isaiah chapter 6, verses 2 through 3 and 6 through 7? I will read that, my love. Thank you, honey, honey. You're welcome. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Uh -huh. Six and seven. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is purged. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you want me to read, baby? Uh, no, um, not right now on okay. that. Um, so you see there are similarities, right? Mm -hmm. in, yes. In, in some of the descriptions given. Mm -hmm. But there are still subtle differences, mm -hmm. right? Um, yes. But what have you noticed thus far about what they do, their role, their their purpose for both of these, uh, I'll say, 
categories of angels or types of angels? I would say the cherubim um, are with the glory of God and they, I wouldn't say protect it because it doesn't need protecting, but they, they cover it and they, they have a, a role to play concerning the glory of God and actually ushering it to new places. When the glory of God is present, there they are. When the glory of God moves, they move with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're related to the glory of God. And the seraphim are actually worshiping the Lord um, and declaring his glory in a way. Like in verse 3, it says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Mm-hmm. And they are speaking, and they are reverencing God and worshiping him. So that would be two differences. And then the, the wing count is different. The cherubim had four, and the seraphim have six. Mm-hmm. Um, these ones cover their eyes. The seraphim cover their eyes. And the cherubim are full of eyes. So mm-hmm. they, they covered with two eyes. They covered their feet. I mean, I'm sorry. They covered their eyes with two wings. They covered their feet with two. And then they flew with two. Okay. Yes. The cherubim had eyes in everything in their hands. Right? Mm-hmm. They were full of eyes. Um, and... Okay. That's what I noticed. All right. What what were you going to say, sir? Um, Also, um, the cherubim, they didn't turn. Mm. Amen to that. And isn't that also a message for us? Didn't the Lord speak that to Joshua? Mm, Not to turn from the word, right? Study it day and night. Not turn to the left or to the right. Yes. He says that a lot when he talks about following his commandments. Mm-hmm. Um, but that brings us to the next, I'll say, um, type of angel. And that, those are archangels. And they're referenced in three places in scripture, right? Um, 1 Thessalonians 4.16, Jude, verse 9, and Luke one nineteen. Could I get a volunteer to to cover those or read those three um, sections of scripture? I will. All right, Charles. First Thessalonians four sixteen, for the Lord Himself, um, for the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Okay, so that speaks to one of their roles or part of the job, right? Yes. Luke one nineteen, And the angel answered and said to him, I'm Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. Mm-hmm. Jude one nine, Yet Michael the archangel... In contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dare not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. Okay. So, in discussing the types of angels and their roles, what now can you add, or what can you derive from what we've read thus far? 
I could say that archangels are also the messengers of the Lord and go out and doing, doing what he tells them to do. Like you see that with Gabriel and Michael. How in both instances, they both went out to do as the Lord told them to do in a specific situation and circumstance. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do we... There's another pattern I, I want us to get, right? What was said about Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and Moses concerning what they spoke? We are not sure. So, in Exodus 34, it talks about Moses. We'll start there, right? Do a... I'll say beginning to end, right? As far as scripture, chronological order. And in Exodus 34, it talks about Moses' face shining. And he would go in, he would take off his veil and go into the presence of the Lord. And when he come out, he would speak what the Lord had commanded him to speak. Right? Yes. Jesus does the yes. same thing no, numerous times throughout the Gospels. How he says, I only say what my father says, and I only do what, my, what I see my father do. Right? Yes. And in John 16, the same thing is said about the Holy Spirit. They will not speak of his own initiative. Right? Yes. But only he will take from the father and disclose it to us. Right? Yes. Do we see the same pattern here with the, with the angels? Yes. And and I bring that up because Gabriel was sent with a message, right? Yes. yes. Okay, so if he has a message, he's not saying his own, giving his own thoughts. No. He is being a messenger of the Lord. And even um, Michael, the archangel, he said, the Lord rebuke you, Right? Mm -hmm. yes. yes. He was not given the, I don't want to say authority, but told what to say. Right? Yes. Yes. He knew it was wrong. He knew it was, it, it was sin. Right? Yes. Yes. But again, it goes to the same pattern, which is a pattern for our lives, how we are to carry and conduct ourselves. And we see this throughout, not just with Jesus, not just with the Holy Spirit. Right? Yes. But also his servants, natural, as in man, with example given to Moses. But then also his servants, his created beings, his angels. Right? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, does everybody get that? Is that is a, a key point for us in our, our relationship with the Lord and our walk? So you're, you're saying that God has divine order. Amen. Yes. And what he does is created with a purpose and a place. And it has um, boundaries, if you will, and authorities given and mm -hmm. assignments given with that. But his angels, his beings stay in their order. Even God himself stays in the order that has been set mm -hmm. by God the Father. Father, yes. Son, and Holy Spirit are one. And all are in their place, in order, and doing what they are tasked to do. 
Amen. Likewise, the angels that kept their abode follow that same order and stay in alignment with that. Now, on the other side, you see um, Satan's, they do have different rankings among well, the... We didn't cover that yet, but that's in Ephesians 6. I know. So we could turn there while you're talking. Okay. Um, they have different rankings, and but there is chaos, and each one is toppling the other, and the adversary, who was at one point um, a covering angel left his abode to say, I want to go above mm -hmm. the order that God has set. I want to leave Be the place that God set for me, exactly, and set a different order in my life than what God has given me. I don't like it. I don't want it. I want to be him and replace him. So on one side, you see everything is right where God asked it to be, which is also because that's God's character and his nature, and that's what he de desires. That's why he asks us to have a certain order within our household mm -hmm. um, in particular um, and to respect it, not because we're beneath or belittled, but because this is what God wants. This is how he's ordained it. And our role is to respond to him by going, Lord, your order is sufficient and I will partake of it and to walk in that. So um, that's that's certainly important to get out of what we under, understood. Now, for the believer, we, we referenced um, Michael saying the Lord rebuke you. Mm -hmm. For Michael, this is his order and his assignment. But mm -hmm. we, as the body of Christ, have a different place when using the name of Jesus and Amen. the authority that comes with it. So we should not be saying the Lord rebuke you because God said um, Jesus in the Gospels gave us his name and the authority therein. Go and you do these things. You lay hands on the sick. You cast out demons. Right? Yes. Not saying the Lord's going to cast you out. Jesus said, no, you go cast them out because you are me in the earth. You are in my place in the earth. Use my name. Yes. So the angels I've given have you a, authority. Right. And he had, Jesus got all authority after he was raised from the dead. He rose up with all authority. And then he said, go. He told us to go and do the same things that he was doing in the earth. So it's important that we, while we're watching God's order, we still, we honor and respect what he's done, but we don't try to enter into a different category than where we're made we have been given authority in the name of jesus and we as believers as humans on this earth have the right and you have to be saved mm -hmm. you have the right to use the name of jesus and all of heaven all the authority that is contained in his name that he won that he won that was given to him and that belongs to him now we have the right to use it and heaven supports it just like it's jesus speaking in the earth likewise the adversary is subject to it just like jesus's mouth himself was speaking because mm -hmm. we are him in the earth we're his body you can't separate us right he's the head yes. of the body which is the church so as we're looking at this we keep our abode and the angels keep theirs and we all respect god's divine order and um i'll say one last point before i turn it back over to you my love is that <laughs> God set divine order. And he said, this is how I've given you, my church, the ability to take care of things in the mm -hmm. earth. If he gave it into our authority to make it subject to him, we should not give it back to him and ask him to do it. If he said, you cast the devil out, don't ask God to do it because he's already told you the way that it goes. This is the order that he set. It dishonors yes. God and shows we don't understand him or respect him when he gives us a task and then we go, you cast the devil out for me. He said, you do that. Okay? Yes. You lay hands on the sick. 
and they will recover. Mm-hmm. You go make disciples of men. We have to take our role and responsibility that he's given us. We submit to him, but we don't relinquish the task that he gave us and expect him to do it. Amen. Okay? We have a role to play. And he set this in order. This mm-hmm. is Jesus set all things in order in the church. This is how he wants it done. So we honor him by respecting his order and cooperating with it, not trying to reverse it and overturn it and make it be what we want. But we honor what he wants because he's the head. He knows. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say that um, you know, if we go back to Genesis and God brought all the animals before Adam mm-hmm. and he allowed Adam to name them. Mm-hmm. He did not allow Adam to design them. That's right. He did not allow exactly. Adam to determine their purpose. That's right. He allowed them to name them. So as you talk about order, mm-hmm. the order, <clears throat> each of these angels had a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. I was just querying something. And I'm curious to see what you think. But it, it says of the, um, give me one second. Of the cherubim, there's only four of them. Is what this, what I was looking at. But. It only references the four, and we don't have anything else to go off of on that. So it's an interesting thought to consider. But, but there's, there's many angels, Amen. but each have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And so we have to submit to what God says that we are designed for mm-hmm. and who we are. There's mm-hmm. a lot of confusion. Um, there's a lot of people speaking on behalf of the enemy. <laughs> talking about confusion because Amen. that's the author of confusion that's mm-hmm. right. god's word's clear about that so if you're confused about who you are or what you are without mm-hmm. getting much deeper into that subject it's clear god has a design for everything mm-hmm. and that's what our submittal to him requires for us to accept his design that's right mm-hmm. we get to and we have to name them we didn't get to design them he didn't get to determine their purpose Amen to that. and that's where we fall in obedience to what is the purpose Amen. So fulfilling the role that he has given for you. And, and God will certainly do his part. <laughs> Regardless of whether you like it or not. Because here's what, because we were talking about the enemy. We're talking about Satan, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about, the, you know, who, who was one, the most shining, bright The anointed angel, cherub. Right? Um, and in his role as he was under submission to God, order was established mm-hmm. and glory was given to God. When he steps out of that, disorder and chaos exist and... Not that God lacks glory, but it doesn't bring God further glory. Right. And then it creates a place where now you can't be a part of it. Mm-hmm. You have to be removed from it. You know, it, it creates separation. Yes. So, and, and that old saying, misery loves company. And it also creates opportunity for others to fall with you. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to mm-hmm. Ephesians 6, verse, I believe, 10. 12? 12. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You mind reading that? Not at all. Ephesians 6, verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Mm-hmm. Amen. So those are speaking about how the devil, Satan, and the angels that left their heavenly abode, left their place, chose to be in opposition to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Or, or fallen angels, mm. or demons. Demons, we exactly. Would, in general, just classify them in that way. Yes, how they decided 
to create order within themselves. But as you pointed out, honey, it is, it is chaos. Because how can you have order and divine order when you're in opposition to the Lord? There is no, no what? No wisdom, no understanding, and no counsel against the Lord. Hey, John, um, I don't want to take us off point, but uh, I think it um, merits, and I would appreciate it if you would t- just take a, a moment. Um, is there a difference between a demon and an angel? Well, here's, here's the thing. Uh, I'll say it in this way. They're probably not going to look as they were created. And I say it in this way. You're saying an angel is not going to look as he was created? No, no, no. A demon is not going to look as the Lord initially designed it. And we have, we can look at the things around us to see this, right? When we were in opposition to the Lord, did not just our actions, but our own physical bodies, did they reflect the glory that the Lord put on the inside of us? No, of course not. No. We changed it, physically altered it, in a number of different ways, right? Whether that's through surgery, marked it up, whatever the case is, right? We changed the Lord's original design. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about uh, Satan, the anointed cherub, and how he, right, there's physical descriptions given of him, how beautiful he looked before before mm-hmm. he chose to be in opposition but then if he's in opposition how can he emit and just is in the same with us how can we promote or emit the glory of the lord shining in through us being in opposition it's changed Our, even if you go back to when the lord was speaking to cain he talks about his countenance has fallen it was a physical thing that was that could be seen. Not, not having the light and the light of all men shining in and through him. So, um, and, and there are, are other books that have been written on accounts for that people have had with um, where they have been able to see uh, demons and demonic spirits or fallen angels. And others that have had interactions with angels. And um, that's their own personal accounts. But there's still insight to be gleaned from them. Um, of course, in all things, let the Holy Spirit minister to you on the accuracy. Right? Um, but I do want to say this, right? Because you brought up about numbers of angels. And we don't know. And it, actually, the, the Bible makes that very clear in Hebrews. Um, chapter 12 verse 22 it says but you have come to mount zion into the city of the living god the heavenly jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels and then it with the angels it always it also says that uh in in hebrews 13 verse 2 do not forget to entertain strangers for by so doing some have unwittingly unknowingly entertained angels Right? And if we read out scripture, some of their role, I'll say that the biggest role is to point us to the Lord. 
but they're also there to protect us, to watch over us, right? He assigns them. Um, some have, I'll say, referred to them as guardian angels. I don't see that in scripture. But he has given his angels charge over us, right? To, again, carry out the word and the work that the Lord has assigned them to, right? Yes. Um, which... Uh, is huge. And then he also says about them, are they not all ministering spirits? Sent right? to minister for the heirs of salvation. Amen. Thank you, honey. Um, he references children whose angels are always before the Father's face. Mm -hmm. um, but, but, and I want to say, I'm going to make this point because I know we're coming up on time here. Actually, we've gone a little beyond the time. So I'll make this quick. These are I'll say, these are created beings. They are not God. They are not to be worshipped. Right? In Revelation, twice, John is corrected. He says, no, 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 I'm, uh, I'm like you. I'm a servant like you. Right? And even in the garden, uh, as the garden, um, in, uh, yeah, in Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus rose from the grave... Mary saw two beings, right? Yes. And she bowed down, just like John did in Revelation. And again, they were pointing her to Christ and where he was and gave her the instructions that they had received from the Lord, right? Yes. So again, these are not angels, are not things to be worshipped. Only worship God. That's who our relationship is with. That's where our salvation comes from. These are created beings. He made them different. How many there are, how many types exactly, it's not known. We know that there are these three types. And as, as we read, the cherubim are also referred to as living creatures. But then in scripture, there are also a four living creatures mentioned. Well, even if we went off of just our discussion, right? Satan, when he was Lucifer, was the anointed cherub. Well, that would mean there's at least five of them, right? So the exact yes. number, no, we don't know. There are many, right? In Revelation 5, though, it does say, uh, 5 verse 11, that I looked and heard the voice of many angels around the throne and living creatures and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. That's not an exact number. It sounds like someone trying to describe, right? And you see that in descriptions of heaven, whether it's Paul being caught up to the third heaven or here, John, right? Talks about how the sights of which he saw were, were too glorious for him to describe, right? Yes. But based off of what he knows here in this earth, he can attempt to describe it, which clearly is what he's doing. And he's writing down what the Lord has given him to say, right, for our understanding. Yes. So, is that, does that help clarify some things? Does that make sense to everyone? Yes. Yes. All right. So, I wanna, we're going to pause there for today. And um, with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise.
Lord, I just thank you for today. I just thank you for just providing for us and just making where there's no lack for us, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for putting an order to everything so that it's perfect, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for just watching over us as we do everything inside of our lives. The things that you told us to do. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.